Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, BA fam, please follow us on Apple Podcasts and keep our audience growing. If your iPhone recently upgraded to iOS 14.5, head to Apple Podcasts, search for Brown Ambition, and click on the plus button in the upper right-hand corner. Do that and you'll be following our show. You can also follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, or the Amazon Music app. And Android users, we didn't forget about you. You can find us on Google Podcasts. goodness welcome back <laughs> tiffany i know it feels so good to be back honestly i woke up this morning this is my first day of like you know back at work and i was like one more day but then i had my first call with the team and i was like i love it here <laughs> <laughs> oh good okay so you didn't have like the monday scare or what is it the sunday scaries coming yes. back yes no okay. i was like you know yesterday it was just i'm used to waking up and literally being like i can do whatever i want and so initially I was like, wait, I have responsibilities. So I wasn't <laughs> sure how I felt about it, but then talking to the team and they were just so excited and the projects that we're working on. And I honestly love doing the budget Nista, but the time away, it was like my, my chance to reconnect with Tiffany. I had not hung out with her in a long, long time. So She's it's not fun. like, you know, it happened. So it was like, Tiffany, it's cute that you do budget Nista, but there's also Tiffany. So don't forget about her. So it was just a really great time to reconnect. Six weeks. I, I took three of the weeks to go on vacay. And then three. Three in a row? No, like the first week I needed like a real decompress. I told my husband, everybody leave me alone. I rented a beach house right next okay. to the border. And remember, man, we had like our long, like delicious talk. That was awesome. When yeah. I, was walking the I was like, I probably can't expect a two hour phone call from Tiffany every day of her hiatus. <laughs> but it was great. And honestly, I walked the boardwalk. I, I went back to being vegan. I got so much exercise in, although I have not lost any weight. My body is shapely, honey. Like I lost inches. I just feel really good. And I took two weeks to kind of hang out with my um, my niece and my nephew. Like my sister was so grateful because like every other day I was like, I'm, I'm coming to pick up the kids. I'm taking them to the zoo. I'm coming to pick up the kids. I'm taking them on a little hike for like four hours. And she was like, is this real life? I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really a lot of fun. And then I hung up with my family a lot and at Superman and Supergirl. Then I took a, a one week uh, vacation to Asheville, North Carolina, about five days. I wanted to see the Biltmore mm, because okay. I really love, yeah, I love historic homes. And I was like, you know, I've always too wanted to see like the Blue Mountains, you know, of mm -hmm, Asheville. The Blue Ridge Mountains? Yes, they're beautiful. Yeah. The Biltmore is, I, I don't even have the words for it. It was, it was so beautiful. And then the last week we went to Florida Keys and Ooh. that was, yes, that was amazing. Like it was. That is you, not the Jersey Shore. No, at all. <laughs> it was very much, it was, it was giving Jamaica without the accents. Okay. <laughs> so that was with the family. So Biltmore I did by myself, the shore I did by myself, but then invited like um, 
uh, my sister and the kids for for a night to spend the night. And then uh, Florida, I did with the you know my husband and my my bonus baby, my bonus daughter. And so um, it was exactly you know sometimes you're like I was worried that I wasn't. You know, I was like, I don't want to just sit home, but I also don't want to give myself tasks because you know how we are. Like, and then, Mm -hmm. you know, like first week I was like taking courses. My husband was like, what? What are you doing? I was like, oh, I started this trading course. I'm totally going to learn to trade. And that's what you told me the day we talked. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to learn how to trade. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then after three days in, I was like, this is not fun, Tiffany. This is supposed to be a break, girl. You can learn to trade on your own time, on Budgetista time. This is Tiffany time, so... When I tell you I've read at least 10 books, Mandy, it's been, because I was really like a big reader. Yeah. Like, and then I just didn't get a chance to, you know, I just never gave Tiffany a chance to be Tiffany. So I stopped reading as much, but I forgot how much I enjoyed reading. And I read some really great books. I, I found myself reading a lot of amazing kind of memoirs from like dope people and being mm-hmm. inspired by their journey and like their journey, allowing me to see my journey differently. Like, oh, you're not crazy. Like. How you're feeling is normal. This is I, I read um, Yvonne Orji's um, um, what is it called? Bamboozled by Bamboozled Jesus. Bamboozled by Jesus. That was really good. I was like, look, like I was like, not to say I was surprised it was good, but especially once you got into the meat and potatoes, it was really good about reconnecting me back to spirituality and like how it can. She really makes sure that God plays like a role in her everyday life. It's not just like this. Like, oh, off to the side. And it was a reminder that like, oh, you know, I haven't been connected to a higher source. And then I listened to Elaine Welteroff, More Than Enough. Mm. That's such a great book about her story and how he, she became this teen Vogue um, editor-in-chief and all that happened and how she got there. That was great. Then randomly, I listened to Magnolia, um, you know, Magnolia story, Chip and Joanna. Oh, really? Yeah, that was good. I was like, wow. They have like, a They have a memoir? Yes, it was really good about it. it, It's actually less. I thought it was going to be about how do they become, you know, Chip and Joanna Gaines of of HGTV. No, what I didn't realize is like they had already done 90 percent of the work by the time the show came along. So it was kind of like, oh, wow, the show didn't actually make them. The show would put a spotlight on what they made. And I was like, oh, and I had to like mentally apologize to Chip because I'm not going to lie. I kind of thought he was an idiot. They (laughs) make him look so like the dumb jock. But, you know, TV will do that. (laughs) No, Mandy, when I tell you he's the business like genius behind Mm. it all. I was like, wait, what? Mm. I was not to say Joanna obviously is smart, but like. The she is the creative one. Joanna says, "Hmm, I think that we should, you know, like breed um, uh, crocodiles." And Chip figures it out and finances it and figures, you know what I mean? So she has like the idea, and sometimes and, and many times the idea comes from him. But it actually hit his um part because it was a you know they both read the book. His part made me want to go and read his book, and I did. I think it's called Capital Gains, and I was even more impressed. He's got an amazing business mind and how he thinks about growth. And I was like, so sorry, Chip, you're not a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm listening to Shoe Dog, um, Phil Knight's book about Nike. He's the co-founder of Nike. Oh, okay. Honestly, if you are a business owner, I implore you to read or listen to Shoe Dog because it is the realest, like, I guess, memoir or story about a business. It, literally, he failed for like 15 years straight. And so, you know, all these illusions that you see on social media of like, I make my money and I only work two hours a, a year. Like you listen to Shoe Dog and you're like, oh my God, how did he keep going? It's such a really good um, like book. So yeah, I read, like I said, a ton of books and they really helped to reset how I thought about, how I thought about my journey and my life. And they were just really interesting. And so like, I just, I'm just full of so many like lessons and bursting with like, I don't know. I'm just rejuvenated and, and my cup is refilled. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I only had a, well, we missed you so much, but we had a wonderful opportunity to get some guests on the show, but we're so excited to have you. I'm saying we, <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> and I imagine all the listeners are so excited. I mean, I want to talk about taking time off and rejuvenating mm. because that's something, I mean, you missed a lot while you were gone, but nothing groundbreaking. I mean, I kind of started my own business and <laughs> got a Tesla. And, uh, I And I didn't, I probably gained inches. I didn't lose any inches. Yeah, a lot has gone down, but I just took a mini little reju. I didn't take a six week hiatus, but I took a weekend hiatus. We went to this farm in the Catskills. And I don't know, all I can say Mm. is I drank a bottle of wine last week in Tiffany. 
And I was on the internet and I cannot even tell you what search query I typed into the Google gods, but I found this farm that is like the perfect, the perfect getaway for a family who wants to be outdoorsy, but yeah. doesn't want to do the work to be outdoorsy. So <laughs> it was like semi glamping, but you get a big private tent with beds and a toilet and a sink, yeah. but you're in the woods and you get to cook on a stove, but like they provide it for you. And yes, you can have a wood burning oven in your, in your tent, but they give you the wood and they chop it for you. And then sure they do, you know, pizza night on Saturday and they do wood fire pizzas and they have all the animals and oh my God, it was so, <laughs> it was so fun. And I mean, I slept 12 hours. I went to bed at 8 p.m. last night and I woke up at 8 a.m. this morning because mm. I was just so dog tired chasing my child around the farm for three days. But I'm with you about like no social media and taking a little hiatus mm -hmm. because it was it was off the grid, off the grid. There was no Wi-Fi, no electricity other than the lanterns they would give you, you know, to, to see in the dark at your at your cabin. But it was in the fresh air. Mm. And when I tell you seeing my son like Rio and you missed this too. So Rio actually, we've we've been talking to, we've been we've been learning more about his speech. He hasn't really been talking as much. He's 19 okay. months now. Okay. And he's and you're a preschool teacher, so you might know a little bit about this, but or you were anyway. He's you know, he's got some kind of a speech delay, but mm -hmm. he he loves to communicate and just seeing him out there. I mean, he literally squealed when we when we got when we got dropped off at the farm on Friday night. He squealed when he saw the chickens and saw the cows and mm. it was wonderful and it was just a weekend and um don't tell oh. husband but I already booked another weekend at the same farm. Yes. For October. <laughs> Yeah. No, it sounds awesome. Now, question, because another, a, a friend of mine, her daughter is two, and she was concerned, not that she doesn't say anything, but not sentences. It's like a word here, a word there. And mm. she was like, oh, you know, I was like, well, one, she's two. So, you know, like that's a, when kids are really, I had a cousin who had speech delay until he was five, and now he's like a neuroscientist. So <laughs> let's not, you know, I was like, don't get ahead okay. of yourself, sis. <laughs> you yep. know, like. Sometimes people like literally now, one of the things that I suggested and, and question, does Enrique, do you speak to Rio in Spanish? Or does Enrique speak to Rio in Spanish? Not really, no. I know that was something that crossed our minds okay. too. We can't, okay. I can't even pretend like he's raised completely bilingual, except he does see his his grandparents fairly regularly and they, mm -hmm. of course, speak to him in Spanish. They don't, mm -hmm. they don't speak English. But we, I will say, you know, for anyone who's listening and they have a, a young, like a toddler who's who's maybe not... If you're just concerned, you know, I don't have any kid to compare him to, especially not mm -hmm. during quarantine when he hasn't been around any other kids. So basically, I, I told myself I'd wait till 18 months and then I'd ask the pediatrician. Mm -hmm. And she never really seems to care that much about any of my concerns. She's always like, yeah, it's normal. It's yeah. normal. Which is, which is great most of the time. But yeah. when it came to the 18-month checkup and she said, you know, it's it's probably fine. Just wait and see. Something told me like I, I just want to. Yeah, I want to no. advocate for him. I want to yeah. take him to a specialist. What I found out though, and maybe other places have this too, but in our county, in Westchester County in New York, they actually offer a free taxpayer-funded early intervention program, and you get access to speech therapists, um, like ongoing therapy, evaluations, all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. with excellent, you know, resources right here in our county that are completely free. So I did drop a couple hundred bucks for a private session with a specialist just to get, an, uh, you know, just to get mm -hmm. a second opinion mm -hmm. because the the county program, it took a little bit for them to get back to me. But we're, I mean, we're at the very beginning. They all agree that he's not speaking as they would expect for his age. He doesn't have very many words at all. Mm -hmm. But... Part, you know what was like hard about reaching out for help in that case? And, and this is maybe just sounds dumb, but part of me like didn't want him to think I doubted him. Mm. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I didn't want him to think, oh, mommy, not that he would even, he doesn't even know what's going on. But I don't know. Part of me just felt like reaching out for help and getting him like tutoring or a speech therapy was like me doubting his own. Because I get it. And what's helped me so much with my journey through postpartum anxiety and depression has been really just giving into him and giving mm. into his own schedule, his own way of doing things, his mm -hmm. own way of, and it's just worked so beautifully. Mm -hmm. But I, I quickly have, I'm not quickly, but I've, I've gotten over that. I'm like, it can't hurt to get him in some kind of therapy. And I just can't wait to talk to him. Mm -hmm. I have seen literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of kids 
come through and we've had kids, I've seen two-year-old girls and boys who are just like Lisa, for example, my baby sister, she was so verbal. The doctor was like, wait, what? But remember, she had four older chatty sisters who were like, what's baby talk? Because I was 10. And I'm like, girl, first of all, what did I say? So Lisa, <laughs> she got basically, instead of some people are raised up, she was dragged up. And so that played a huge role in her ability to quickly get with the program because my mom always said like we raised Lisa. She's like, I'm tired. This is number five. She belongs to you. Just make sure, <laughs> make sure she doesn't, you know, put her finger in the socket or like, you know, eat, you know, eat dirt. That's those are your, those, those are your parameters. So, yeah. but then you have, like I said, my, um, my cousin, you know, he, they were really worried because he was like five and they were like, oh, okay. He doesn't, he doesn't really say many words. And the words he's saying, he's having a hard time. And now literally, I think he has two master's degrees. And, okay. um, yeah, yeah I need so all these stories, y'all, uh, send, <laughs> send us DMS on Instagram at Brown Ambition <laughs> podcast. I love, send me all your stories because I cannot hear enough of them. I yes. can't hear enough of them. So it's just like, you know, and so I guess some people literally, there's just delay for whatever reason. It's almost like, um, have you ever seen kids who are really short, even through high school, you kind of figure, well, you kind of, this is your height. And then all of a sudden they actually grow the inches in college because some people have like a growth delay, especially boys. And then their height doesn't come in until after 18, which is not unheard of, but it seems so weird. Cause you're like, Oh, people really develop, you know, at their own pace. It doesn't mean that you don't keep an eye on it. Like you, I mean, you've yeah. met Roman, you see like, he's like the freaking boy genius. Carol was telling me, she was like, girl at school, they were like, does Roman speak? And she's like, I wouldn't know. Cause he doesn't talk to me. <laughs> like really she's like yeah girl she's like I was like wait because she's like I he was my first so I didn't know when he was supposed to start talking she just thought I was normal that he's like two and saying nothing and it wasn't until Amelia came his sister then all of a sudden he had a lot to say because he was telling her mm. where to go what not to do yeah. and yes and she he was she was really shocked like wow because you would think like oh well he's gonna talk to mommy at home and she said literally like Roman said nothing they were worried about him they wanted to get him evaluated and he just was mute with them and she's like he barely said anything at home and then mm. Amelia came and all of a sudden it was like stop baby Amelia come here she's like wait Mine. Who? yeah exactly <laughs> you're like wait who, who are you talking to <laughs> and so I just share that to say that like there are so many reasons it could be and and it, it almost always ends up fine I know it'll end up fine he's just so damn smart and so observant like this this child he was begging to get for me to pick him up while I was making dinner the other day. And I, I gave him, a, I t dragged his little stool around and I was like, here, watch mama make this guacamole. You know what he, he took, I was like, can you shake the, shake the salt shaker over the, over the bowl? He reached for a lemon wedge and said, mama, we need a little acidity. And he, <laughs> he squeezed that lemon. Like he's been watching Ina Garten on his tablet and not Peppa the pig. Like he, he just, he's so smart and observant. And, um, oh, the other big thing is that he started daycare. Okay. It's been a week of daycare. So I'm, I'm really hopeful that between daycare, having around other kids, and then yes. this free, I mean, it's a free early intervention program. So I think it's a wonderful resource. I pay taxes. Let me get some of this, you know, yes. stuff that we pay for. So that's that's where I'm at. Um, Anyway, <laughs> you're back. What else has been going on? Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a business owner. Do you I know. I was going to say, so how does that be? I mean, yeah, I know we had our, our you know, our our daytime two-hour chat, and I was so excited yeah. for you. And I yeah. told you, and anybody who's a business owner or thinking about being one, um, but if you've been in the game for at least two-plus years or so, they everyone will all agree, nothing grows you up. Manny, I'm telling you, you will be a brand-new woman. I'm not even, I, I'm like, the Tiffany from 10 years ago, I'm like, who is she? She's like my daughter. Like, <laughs> nothing grows you up, I think, like, motherhood, I'm assuming, and starting a business. It what it pulls out of you there's this uh uh what is this his name is jim Rohn. remember i was telling about jim Rohn? he's a he's passed away but he was like a really famous like motivational speaker yes yes one of the things he said to one of his mentees is he said i think you ought to you know start a business and become a millionaire and he was like why he said not for the money but for what it will make of you and that's exactly mm -hmm. what it is for entrepreneurship what it will make of you you it is just going to pull out the very best of you. It's going to challenge you in ways you didn't even think of possible. You're going to become like, you're going to feel like superwoman. Like, how did I do this? So I'm excited for your journey. How are you feeling about it? You know, when you were talking about Chip and Joanna doing 90% of the work and then they got the TV show, I think the past six weeks or how long has it been? Like a little over a month that I have been Mandy Money 
Media LLC, since I launched my business, it has been the most exciting, like, I don't know, the most exciting, invigorating, affirming experience that I've ever had. I mean, it just, the work has been flooding, Tiffany. Like, I am busy. Like, people want to work with me. And I've realized that it's not like when I I started a business that I was starting from scratch. I have a decade-long career in media and in reporting and in content. And I've been an entrepreneur. We launched Brown Ambition. I was was a nine-to-five entrepreneur when we launched Brown Ambition. And for me, it's just been... I feel I feel excited. I feel kind of like, man, I really I I can't wait to see what happens to her, as in me. <laughs> like, I can't wait to see where she goes. I feel this I feel this new sense of drive and purpose and this and it just feels so it feels so right. It's just like I'm exactly where I need to be. I'm so proud of the work that I've done so far for other companies and for all the amazing people that I've worked with. I'm so grateful for those opportunities. Some of them I'm still working with now, you know, either as a consultant or as a freelancer. And that's also wonderful. And I just, I'm so grateful for all that experience. And I am, I am beyond ready for this new chapter. So y'all can find me on TikTok. Yes, I have been leaning into TikTok. I'm figuring it out. <laughs> like you can find me at Mandy Money on TikTok and and everywhere else. And you know, my real focus and And look, Tiffany, if you had listened to the show a couple of months ago, you might have heard a very different tune from me talking about where I was at in my career at that time. And I have been getting messages from some listeners wanting to know, you know, what happened? (laughs) This is a big change. I just want to let you guys know that I really had this moment of aha when it came to what I wanted to do and what I wanted to contribute to the world. And I really realized that what I want to contribute, it can't be contained working for any one place. That was the right decision for me. And so I started my own business just to really be in complete control of what what work I'm doing and what, you know, what I'm saying, my own voice. And, and that has been such a positive impact on me. On top of that, have you guys heard of Brown Ambition? <laughs> like I plan, I really do plan to take the other you know, 50% of my time or more and really focus on continuing to build and grow our Brown Ambition audience. So you guys will be seeing a newsletter from us. You may be seeing some live events from us in the future. I'm going to have so much more bandwidth than I never could, you know, give to Brown Ambition now that I'm on my own and in complete control of my schedule. And I'm, I'm not trying to like flex here, but what I'm trying to do is just explain to people what can happen when you, I don't know if you had this experience too, but when you go, when you go solo you the the possibility like there is no limit to your earning potential mm-hmm. you know yes come I'm on girl already, i'm like i'm like uh, girl i'm like moving over the chair like come sit like, next to me <laughs> a, i don't told you girl it's gonna be well it's hard because you like it's hard it's very wrong but i could i took my six week break so i didn't die but <laughs> right that's why i want to be careful because i am all about like solopreneurship and doing my own thing now but I had an amazing career. And and this is the story that I'm trying to tell right now is right when I started to launch my business, who did I call first? Helen, my financial planner. You know, mm-hmm. Helen, you guys have known, I hopped on the phone with her and I said, Helen and my husband too. I was like, you know, I, I, I kind of want to go independent. What do you think? And she said, Mandy, let me show you something. And she pulled up a spreadsheet with our finances up on the screen over the past five years that she and I had been working together. I have 10X'd my net worth Mm. from 70K to 700K in Mm. less than five years. She said, Mandy, you're going to be fine. (laughs) You're going to be fine. And that was really, uh, you know, and I did that because I worked and I had a career and I had, you know, standard nine to five jobs. And for a bunch of other reasons that, you know, I'm working on telling those stories. But I say all that to, to, to tell people that there is no one right path. It's not like entrepreneurship is some key to unlocking, you know, millions and millions of dollars, but it is the chapter that I'm starting right now. You know, 10 years working for amazing companies did not do me wrong. I have mm-hmm. built an incredible life and I've learned so, so much, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really freaking excited for the next chapter. And Ooh, I can't wait to talk more business with you. <laughs> one of the things I rec- I realized like on my time away of how much I actually enjoy like mentoring and talking to people about business. Because I used to be like, well, I'm not an expert and I'm not, but I'm someone who is doing it, who has seen so many ups and downs. It's like year, I mean, I started the business, started taking it seriously 2010, so it's been 11 years, but technically really it's been 
13, you know, the first two years I was still teaching preschool, so I really wasn't doing Bajanista. So really like Mm -hmm. 11, like real years. And, you know, y'all know that last year we hit the first eight eight figure year of um, just over $10 million in business. And so I've seen so many things and I'll say this, it was what I wish I would have known. And this is for anyone listening. What I have found is that when you're on the right path and and you're, you know, you're trying something new, but it's the path you're supposed to be on. The beginning, you get a, a, I don't want to say like a lucky strike. You get a lot of grace is given to you in the beginning because it's meant to say you're on the right path. Don't give up. You're right here, right here. But, and I, and like so many of us make the mistake of thinking this is how it be. It's not. But so meaning. Are you about to burst my honeymoon period? No, like like, for this honeymoon period, I want you to lean in and get as much as basically like. You know, you've gotten um, what are those things called when they let you go first, like a uh, like a like in golf or whatever. They give you like a what is that thing called in golf? And they Don't give you like mean about golf. Oh, Express like pass. <laughs> or like extra points, or like you know, you get to you get to if you're a squirrel, they they let you into the park first before anybody else. You know, like okay. and then you know. So basically, this is a really great time because it's one. This is a, it's a clear indication that you're on the right path because of how things have been flowing. And two, it means that lean in really hard, gain as much as you can now, because the challenges will come, but they'll come because you've gotten good. Like I was talking mm-hmm. to Tracy, my sister, you know, she's my publicist and she's amazing, okay? But she just started her business she's last year. It. What? She's already six figures her first year. And um, she was telling me how like, you know, cause now she's having her, cause she had her, you know, her initial boost where it was okay flow. And now there's challenges. And she's like, what am I doing wrong? I'm like, mm, girl, it's called business. And I said, she's like, does it get easier? I said, no, it actually gets harder, but you get better. And so that's what will happen is that, you know, initially you'll have this honeymoon phase and period. It might last six months. It might last a year. It might last longer. And then you will meet with challenges because you're growing. Yeah. And it's just growing pains. And one of the, one of the huge takeaways that I got from reading, Joanna said something specific that she learned from Chip, but it was re- all the success stories I was reading in these uh, biographies um, or memoirs, it was repeated over and over just with different language, but I felt like she said it best. When she first met Chip, I mean, I don't, I think you could tell if you guys watch um, Fixer Up or reruns or whatever, you watched it before, you could tell that Joanna's kind of like the safety girl, you know, like, eh, I don't think that's such a good idea. She's the, she's the Chucky to Chip's Tommy, if you will, if you watch Rugrats. Like she's the, like, uh, I err on the cautious side, which is my, my nature and the nature of, of, of many women. And what um, she found that that Chip was the opposite. Chip was like, let's jump out the window and hope our parachute opens up. And he would make decisions that would put them in like financial peril every, it seemed like every few months. And she said in the beginning, just when she said they felt, she felt they got their footing, whatever new project that he had come up with, cause he wouldn't tell her, he'd be like, surprise, I bought a houseboat. We're in debt for $300,000. And she, was, she said every few months she would find herself bawling and be like, Chip, why? And she was like, you know, but then they would figure it out and they would grow to the next level, figure it out and grow to the next level. And she said she realized that Chip was always going to be Chip and that she had to learn to increase her capacity for challenges, increase mm-hmm. her capacity for failure. You have to learn to increase your capacity because what will happen is it's very easy to stay safe, but if you want to be great, you're going to have to accept that this thing might not work. You might fail in spectacular fashion, or it might work in a way that you never imagined. You don't get to seven, then figures, then eight figures, and maybe even nine figures or more one day without expanding You know what you're capable of and jumping for it and failing. And so like, um, yeah, I just gave you that advice that like, you know, right now things are really great because they ought to be because you are now reaping what you've sown over the last 10 years. But now you are also simultaneously sowing what you will reap in the next 10. So just keep that in mind. But I'm super excited for you. Thank you for those pearls of wisdom. Um, I, <laughs> You can sign me up. I'll be your first mentee. <laughs> yeah. I've been your I've been your mentee all this time, it feels like, too. Well, yeah, I've t- t- more to come, y'all. Just just hang out. I'm excited about this new this new chapter, and I think it's going to mean big things for Brown Ambition as well. I just feel like this brand that we've built together the past six years is just getting started. They call us. I feel like we're old ladies in this whole podcasting <laughs> game, but 
y'all better all these new these youngins coming out and post quarantine like y'all better watch out watch mm-hmm. out for brown ambition we are here and that's in large part to our listeners too so thank y'all for always supporting us yeah, no, honestly, it's been like an amazing ride. We're going to be trying some new things with y'all, connecting with y'all in new ways, hopefully seeing some of y'all in person. So like watch out for some of the announcement that's, that's announcements that will will come up. We're just really excited to to just connect even further and just hear from y'all and pour right back into y'all as you've poured into us. So Yay, Tiffany's back. <laughs> Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know, we work hard and we play hard. But when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment automated investment and savings app can help it do keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what, I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. It feels so good to be back. I am a little rusty, but I do recall that we have a thing called boost break. Is that still a thing? Yeah, we still do that around here. (laughs) So I have a boost. So I bought a company. Hello. (laughs) Yes. So I walked. Okay. Yes. 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 Tell me. Tell us about it. Okay. So so I I have an idea for uh, a company and um and I'm gonna keep it light for now but but um I it's really it's nothing like you know like uh, crazy I don't have like I'm not curing cancer but I have an idea for like a company that will really help you guys like find the tools and resources you need more easily and so I've been thinking about this for a while and then um right before I left literally the day before I left I saw that somebody was selling their company and they had Girl, I didn't even tell you. Remember, remember I told you they had 200,000 followers on Insta? Girl, why mm-hmm. did I come back? They have 270 now. 
<laughs> yes. So they knew. They knew yeah, they were coming. They have coming. a huge Instagram following. We have five hundred thousand at Budgetista, but two seventy is huge. And then they have Twitter and Instagram. I mean, they have um they have a Facebook group. They have all these resources. And the gentleman that was selling it's a financial company specifically for Black millennials. And the guy who was selling it, I um he posted in my um my Black marketing group, and I was like, yo, I'm interested in learning more. And he was like, oh my god. I'm fanboying. Boing. It's you, Tiffany. You're like the perfect person to buy. I hope you buy. I hope you buy it. So me and Mandy were talking about it. With I was sharing with her the, all the resources the company came with, and she was like, "Girl, um, my friend bought a company. I don't know. Of course, it's the same, but those people wanted like a million dollars, and so we did not pay a million dollars. Not even close. I just can't believe we were able to close the deal. Literally right before I left, I I told my COO, "Here's the max. Like you know, I authorize you to to negotiate with him." And we were able to get it to a price where it's like, wait, what? It was, yeah, the cost of like a really, really, really lavish vacation, which think about that. That's not much at all. But he just was really happy to sell to someone who was going to not, I'm not going to keep his particular company going, but instead we're going to transform it to the company that I already had in mind. So now we don't have to start from scratch. We can start from a higher playing field. So I'm just really, really excited because something like a, a vision that has been coming to me over and over. Like I had a vision for like get go of money came true. New York Times bestseller is selling really well. I had a vision for a one week budget, like uh, 10, 13 years ago. Now when I wrote it, I said, it said to me that like, you're going to be a millionaire because of this book. I assumed I'd sell enough books to become a millionaire. That did not happen, but it sparked the budgetista. Like, so all of my visions honestly have come true. Um, like I put on my vision board, like, you know, sometimes you just get a feeling. And lately this feeling that's been coming up is that I'm going to sell a company for over $50 million. Isn't that crazy? It's like no. a stubborn Not vision. It's Tiffany. <laughs> but it's like this like stubborn, like it's happening. I need you to get ready. And I'm like, what? And so it's just been this stubborn vision that I just can't, every day it pops up in my head. And so I, I don't, I, and believe me, I don't know the first thing about how to do so. Well, that's not true. I, I thought I didn't know the first thing, but I was, I take walks every day now. Um, and, um, something popped into my head when I was listening to one of my books and it was like, well, the first thing would be maybe to find somebody who sold companies. And I'm like, oh yeah. And just ask questions. And I'm like, remember you work for magnify money and Nick, who's like the coolest sold magnify money to lending tree. Right. Yes. I was so, a part of that sale. <laughs> so I, I was remember. like, <laughs> you know, like, Hey, maybe I'll hit up Nick and say, Hey, How'd that go? And then I know other people who've sold companies. And so that's my first order of business. So I'm going to share kind of like that process with y'all because I'm literally starting from scratch. I don't know. I don't know how to sell a company. I've never done it before. I mean, we've bought one. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited about that because I want to be in a place and space where I am truly working. You know, not that I say I couldn't retire now, but I could, but I want to retire in a way that like, I'm not just retiring me myself mentally, but I know like my kids, kids, kids. So I want to work from a space where I'm literally saying no to everything except for the things I really enjoy. Um, because I'm not working, you know, to think about money and I don't worry about money anymore, but it's still on my mind. And I would love to be able to say no. Plus too, I want to be able to do a profit share with my team because they have put in so much work to be able to, I mean, I, I don't know, depending how much the company sells for, it might retire some folks. At the very least, pay off some high student loan debts and reset your life. So I'm really excited about what that kind of money can do for not only my family, but for my Unicorn Squad family. I want to build a hospital, like for my Dreamcatcher family, for my BA family. I'm really excited about, because that's coming. I don't. It could be in 10, 15 years. It could be in five months. It could be in five years. I don't know, but I do know that that's coming. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> I feel like you've just given like the, uh, I don't know, commencement address that we all needed for the summer, for the, <laughs> for the, for the year, for this year to come, this new, new year, what it feels like post pandemic. <laughs> well, I can't wait to, well, I mean, I don't want to ever go to your hospital cause I don't want to be sick, but I would love to talk about your hospital in the future. <laughs> And I mean, the bigger you dream, it just makes every, it makes me, it makes everyone listening just feel like anything is possible mm -hmm. um, that you can dream up. And no, I don't think 50 million, please, 50 billion, that would be a stretch goal for you. You'll be all right. <laughs> 
So my I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a brown break just to balance out. There's way too much just in you know levity and awesomeness and black girl magic happening right now. So let's take it down a notch. Have you heard about Wendy Williams going off on this woman? I don't even think she knows this this actress named Tabitha Brown, mm. who I don't know if she shared a video on social media or wrote an article, but she was celebrating the fact that she has now become so successful that she has been able to retire her husband, Chance, mm. from his job as an, a Los Angeles police officer. And Wendy Williams, who I, she's, I mean, Wendy Williams is like a character unto herself. I'm not going to pretend like I <laughs> watch her show every day. because She's a professional troll. She, <laughs> she's, she's special, okay? And she went on her show and went off about Tabitha and basically projected the failure of her own marriage. Mm-hmm. I know she had like a very public divorce, basically saying that this is the worst thing that Tabitha could have done, that it's going to ruin her relationship and that it would end up just going down in flames. And I, I cringe so hard because for one thing, it's nothing to be ashamed of for a man to leave his job and to be, quote unquote, retired by a mm-hmm. wife. I think that should be celebrated. And it's also like, why would you, you don't know anything about this woman. Mm-hmm. Why would you project your own failure onto her when ultimately it's up to us? It's up to us, you know, how our relationships work out. And you never know what's going on in anybody's marriage. I think it's absolutely beautiful that in order to, it's not even about repaying him for what he gave her. But if you actually listen to the story, you know, clearly he supported her in her career for a long, 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 like years, many years, maybe even decades of time together. And he has his own passions to pursue. And she was saying, listen, we are good. You can let, you can let go of this job that you've kept for security, for the security of this family. And you were able to pursue your passions and career. Mm. I'm like, what could be, what's more beautiful than that in a partnership? What? Because, you know, Wendy is so, so like I, for the six weeks I wasn't on social, but I think my friend told me about it. So like I Googled it and I saw like, you know, Wendy saying what she said. And so so back, because, you know, I love tea. So background on Wendy's marriage, (laughs) she, her husband, Kevin has been trash for a long time. Like I remember when Wendy was like, for those of you, especially on the East Coast, child, Wendy was like, we all listened to Wendy on the radio show, on radio. She was captivating and her husband was trash then. She had written this book called Wendy's Got the Heat where her son, who is now 20, her husband cheated on her while she was pregnant, even though they had a hard time getting pregnant. So he's been trash and, you know, just not a really nice guy. And there's been allegations of, of physical abuse and things. And so just a few years ago, um, I don't know who Wendy pissed off at the at the Daily Mail, because I thought the Daily Mail was out of like the UK, but they did a one year long expose that they had been stud- they had been um, following Wendy's husband. He had a whole nother woman that he brought a house for, like three like in the same neighborhood as his house with Wendy, um, car for, and they had a child. Literally he was like basically married to two women. And so when the expose came out, that's why. Uh, Wendy ended up divorcing him. I don't believe she really wanted to, but when the whole world knew, like, what? Your husband has, like, a whole nother wife? What? Mm. It was really embarrassing for her, and she actually, because Wendy used to, um, well, I don't know if she's still, she was uh, an addict, um, and so she actually ended up being hospitalized. She She took it really hard. So to be kind in that respect, you know, I don't know, you know, Wendy and, like, what she's going through, but I guess she attributes what happened to her marriage because she you know, was the main breadwinner in, you know, her family. But from what I understand, he did actually manage her, but I don't know. But Tab did what they call a sanctified read. A read, honey. <laughs> let me tell you something. Don't be fooled by Miss Tab was like, let me gather you together real quick under the name of Jesus, okay? She read <laughs> Wendy for filth. She said, Wendy, I know you so hurt, girl. I pray that you have a marriage, that somebody loves you enough. Basically, she was basically saying, girl, don't be mad because he didn't want you. But she didn't say it like that. (laughs) But it was like, honestly, it was really beautiful. But it was definitely a sanctified read. And Tab Mm. explained, which she didn't have to. But, you know, I'm glad that, you know, for the larger audience, you know, people get a better understanding. She said when they first, I don't know where they're from. She's from down south somewhere. But when they first moved to Los Angeles, she's always wanted to be an actress. And she told her husband if you allow me, I just give me five years. I want to quit my job and just do try this acting thing. Please, five years, baby. That's all I need. If it doesn't work out, I'll get a job. And we just, you know, we just both working. He said, okay. 
girl, 15 years later, this man, she had not found anything, but she was, they, he held up that agreement. I will take care of the family. You try your dream. She said, what would I look like after 15 years? He held, you know, he, there were things he wanted to do and couldn't. He put his life on the line as, an, as a Los Angeles police officer for 15 years so she could pursue her dreams. And it finally worked. Of course she was like, babe, I don't want you to put your life on the line anymore. Every day could be the day he doesn't come back. And she said that. So I thought it was absolutely beautiful. He he already coaches kids apparently. And he has a nonprofit that he hasn't been able to dedicate as much time to. And now he can do that and coach even more kids. He seems like an amazing man, Abby. They've been married for like 23 years. So, you know, she's like, girl, we have been through. She's like, me and my husband have been together. And we was broke, broke, broke. She said, we've been broke longer than we've had money. We only had money in the last year or so. So we good, Wendy. Don't worry about us. And so I just want to give some just- backstory. Yeah, thank you for that. I thought I was breaking news for you coming out. I'm like, <coughs> let me tell Tiffany what's been happening on these here internet since she's been gone. Meanwhile, you told me more than I <laughs> Anyway, just stop showing me up. I got to bring my A game. Anyway, um, no, but let me just like this is this is what Tiffany and I maybe you agree, but my marriage would not work if there were two Mandys. It would go down in flames. I'm talking about it would <laughs> off the rails. I am Chip. We talked about Chip and Joanna. Mm-hmm. I am Chip, okay? <laughs> I am like, uh, I'm going to quit this really well-paying job, and I'm going to ask this company to pay me twice as much salary plus a sign-on bonus, and I'm just going to go for it. Okay, could you cool with that, babe? Okay, sure. Like, he's – my husband has always been very stable, very steady. You know, he works for the government. He has his pension. You know, he's just, he's got the health care. I couldn't do what I'm doing now. He has given me the freedom. To, he's given me trust. And he's given me the space that I need to just figure my shit out. And he is providing health care. And I don't want to be, I don't want to even like try to pretend like I am paying for health care right now. Mm. Um, we are very fortunate to have his health care. In this country right now, in the U.S., it is hard to start a business and go out on your own unless you have a partner yes. who can provide health care. So let's not get that twisted. Yes. And you've talked about that with Superman as well. Girl, so uh, please. But you, yes. don't be, right? Don't, I always <laughs> say, like, my husband's always like, oh, babe. I'm like, are you serious, sir? You know, we do IVF, right? We have probably spent um, at minimum $300,000 is what would have cost us to do as many rounds of IVF as I've done. I have paid $10 a copay. That's it. $10. And I'm just like, yo, his, you know, like, well, one, because my my husband still works and what he brings to the table, like, it, it just, the stability, the safe place to land, you know, yep. the, but like, and the healthcare shoe, like, I, <laughs> yes. I'm not gonna lie, until we got married, it was yoga and water. And I was like, please, Lord, don't let me get sick for, for, for real. <laughs> for real. I mean, so, I mean, I commend anybody who's going out there doing, you know, who's, who's entrepreneur on their own. I know the first probably six or seven years of my entrepreneur journey was without, without um, insurance. And it's scary. You know, mm-hmm. and so, um, absolutely. you know, so yeah, I just, so I just say all that to say that my, my husband and I told him when we were getting together, I said, let's make a rule that we, we follow our own rules. Like if you know, like if you want to cook and I don't, that's our rule. We, the outside world doesn't get to say no sisters, no brothers, no moms, no dads. You know, we don't have to share with them that like, oh, you know, secretly this is how we do things because if it works for us, let it work for us because people will have you feel bad because I used to travel a lot. And when we got married, some of his friends were like, you still letting your wife travel? I was like, what? I We were traveling when, I, when we were dating. And so he was like, I don't know if I feel comfortable. I'm like, babe, we dated for, you know, like three years and I traveled way more. Don't let those people get in your head. Okay. Because mm-hmm. guess what? I'm still getting on the plane. <laughs> so you Catch know we, exactly so you know yeah so if you have a relationship whatever works for you it well it's what works for you there is no there's no society norms that you have to adhere to you you really get to decide what your relationship looks like and it's best to keep most things to yourself like if you notice i don't post superman like like i used to like i used to do this whole thing about superman and supergirl and here no i don't do that as much anymore just because um, I, I never got any negative feedback, but as I get, you know, as I get older, I just realize I just want, you know, some things for us, us. And I also too, don't want to, cause social media can be toxic. I think we all know that. Um, and six weeks off social media, I didn't realize just how toxic it could be when I started to just feel better. 
Like social media will literally have you feeling bad about a good life. And I'm like, mm, let me not throw like my relationship into the stinky stew of social media. <laughs> yeah, just live that for yourselves. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. So shout out to Tab. I'm recalling, I'm, I can call her Tab too. Uh, shout out to Tabitha Brown for reading Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams, please sit down you know, work on whatever, you know, I I agree, you feel pain if you're projecting that onto someone else's marriage. But we only know the story that we are writing ourselves, we cannot expect anyone else to understand it. So I mean, I commend anyone for sharing. And we do a lot in our show, we share a lot about ourselves. And that does that does open us up to critique and to questioning. And that's just a choice that we've made. But I will say, uh, emphatically, I could not be the success that I am financially, career wise, anything, and who knows where I'll be without my husband and his job, you know, and the and the stability and his faith in me and his support and his his little shrug and a sigh like okay <laughs> I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> you know, that's that's all I need, a shrug and a sigh, you know what I mean? All right. Well, thank y'all for rocking with us. Thank you, Tiffany, for coming back. I'm so glad that your Eat, Pray, Love hiatus did not also include, man, that podcast. I don't want to do that. Um, (laughs) So, all right. Well, y'all, don't forget to follow and comment and review the show. But we would also love, love you to share this show with three people. That's three. Text them a link to our show on whatever streaming platform you prefer. Tell your mama. Tell your sister. Your cousin. Tell someone about Brown Ambition. Yep. Send them to brownambitionpodcast.com. If you don't know where to send them, that's like the perfect place because we just want to reach and teach, you know, and hug up on more people. So. All right. Until next week. Bye. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.